You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Hi, friends. Welcome to another bonus episode of the Social Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Yazdan. And, um, you know, these bonus episodes are really special. I don't send emails about them. I don't promote them on social. The only way you get them is if you are subscribed to the podcast, you will get a notification. So if you're listening to this, I'm hoping that you're subscribed. If you're not, just take a second and do that so that you never miss any of my episodes, especially my bonus episodes. Um, This one's really special. So uh, I did a training. I did a workshop called Navigating Social Media During the Pandemic because now I totally believe that our world is going to be different once this pandemic passes. And that means that your social media needs to be different as well. So I wanted to help you guys navigate this. That's why I did the workshop. And I'm giving this as a gift to you so that you can understand um, you know, how to change your strategy, how to change your content and you know, even your ideal patient during these times. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Give me a little grace because it was a workshop. It's not a podcast recording, but I'm turning it into a podcast. So if you were not able to tune in to the workshop, then you will get the info here. By the way, if I'm ever hosting a workshop or a masterclass or anything, I just want to let you guys know to show up live because you get so much more out of it live. I usually do a live Q&A at the end. So anytime that I'm hosting something, just make sure that you put it in your calendar so that you can show up live so you can ask your questions. We had a lot of great questions um, that I answered at the end of this, and I hope that it was really helpful for everybody. I, I got a lot of messages saying that people really enjoyed it, so I hope you enjoy it as well. All right, here we go. Tell me where you guys are from. Tell me what field you're in. Are you guys in dentistry? I see, oh, we have a dental student here um, from Houston. We've got Illinois. So I want to know where everyone's from. Tell me your name also, because sometimes like somebody here, it says iPhone, but you wrote your name. You wrote your name's Rebecca. So welcome. Thank you, Rebecca, Um, Madalena, Harry, Yali. I hope you guys have questions. And I am excited that you guys are here. How's your morning going so far? Good. Okay. I've had a really, really nice, simple morning. I got to exercise. Um, Ooh, we have a prosthodontist from India. Uh, Oh my gosh. Mata's waiting for a tornado coming up. Well, (laughs) that's a little scary. Is it going to be in your neighborhood? Oh my gosh. Okay. I want you guys to, there's no, usually there's a little Q and a box, but there's not in here. So, um, I want to invite you guys to ask questions during this presentation. And then later afterwards, I'm, we're going to do a live Q and a, so I'm going to scroll through and then I'm going to see everyone's, um, questions hopefully, and then we can get them answered. Okay. All right. So people are still coming in. Okay. So let's just get started. Um, Let's get started. And as everyone joins, 
Um, we'll, you know, we'll welcome everyone in. Oh, we have um, someone in plastics from uh, North Carolina. That's awesome. You're so welcome. I'm excited to do this for you guys. This is really fun. Um, so I think it's really important that we understand how to use social media at this time. I'm going to turn my computer off so that you guys are not staring at my face, that you guys can really pay attention, ask your questions. Okay, there we go. Okay, so I want to welcome you guys. I'm really excited that you're here, and I really can't wait to answer all your questions at the end. So I have to tell you, there is really no better time than right now to be on social media. There's just no better time for it because people are home from work, people are working from home, people have been giving shelter in place orders. So people just generally have more time to be online and they, that means that they have more time to find you. And I have to tell you guys that after this pandemic, I think the world is gonna be totally different. And I think that, I think people will be at home more in general because a lot of companies will see what it's like to be working from home and they'll probably start adopting that. Um, we as healthcare professionals, most of us can't work from home. Like I can't do dentistry, you know, from home, obviously, neither can you guys. Um, so we won't be, but a lot of the world will be. And that's totally fine because it works well for our businesses. Right now is about sharing the fact that you care about your employees, you care about your patients. And right now is mostly about building a brand. So yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine, right now is not the time to be scaling your business. Right now is the time to be sustaining and get, making your business better so that you can thrive once we get through this. So when it comes to social media, you're either selling or you're building a brand. And let me tell you that most of the time you should be building a brand because over time people will want to be a part of your brand. They're going to be interested in your treatments, your products, your services, and they'll basically just sell themselves. And that's exactly what you want. You don't want to go out there just selling hardcore. So before we get into brand building, let's talk about what you need to be doing right now. So right now I want you to think about your vision. So what is your vision for your business? Where do you want your business to be? And where do you want your business to be when this is all over? Like when we move past this pandemic, what do you want your business to look like? I really want you guys to spend a little bit of time today thinking about that and really think about how you want to feel about your business and where you just want it to be. Because you can't just say, well, I want my business to be where it is before this all happened. I don't want you to say that because that's a response coming from fear and coming from a scarcity mindset. So I want you to have an abundance mindset and think about how things will be different in your business because they will be different. And I want you to think about that and how you want your business to be as a result of it. So spend some time later tonight thinking about this. And once you think about those things, I then want you to start focusing on your social media. So let's talk about why social media is so, so important. There's a few reasons, but we're just going to go over a few. So the first thing is it helps you get found because you may be the best person at what you do, but if nobody knows about you and your talents or your skills, then you won't get noticed. It also helps position, it helps position you as an expert in your field. So when you're constantly creating valuable content for your audience, they will consider you an expert in your field. It also 
brings about opportunities. Um, so collaborations with your dream patients, features and media sources that can give you credibility and that showcase you on your website. Um, you can showcase those things on your website and in your office. So it's really important for a lot of reasons. It also helps you just connect with people, connect with colleagues. There's tons of reasons why social media is important. Um, and before I get into all the details from today, um, I, for those of you that don't know who I am, I just wanna give you a quick overview. overview. So my st story started in 2012. I graduated from dental school. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to practice high-end cosmetic dentistry, but I didn't know how I was gonna get there. So basically I just immersed myself into dentistry and just really learned everything I could from everyone I could, but I wasn't practicing in the type of setting that I wanted to. I wanted to have my own business, I wanted to have my own schedule, and I didn't wanna work for someone else anymore. So I found myself feeling like I wasn't enjoying dentistry because I was following someone else's rules all the time and I felt like it was time for me to move on to have my own practice. So in 2012, I'm sorry, 2014, I made the leap to have my own office and I bought into what I felt like was a very successful practice. It was a huge investment and it turned out to be possibly a mistake. And it, it was really hard because I didn't have a way of filling up my chairs. Um, I didn't have a marketing budget. And I had all these employees that depended on me for a paycheck. So the moral of the story is today, I have patients flying from all over the world to have their teeth done by me. I've also been featured on the doctor's TV show. And now I experience having a full schedule every day and it's such a blessing. So right now, many of our businesses have, sorry, okay. So let's talk about actually how this happened. So how did I get all these people into my business? Um, obviously I used social media and I started using Facebook and Instagram to connect with people one-on-one -on -one about my business. And I started sharing my passion with the world. And I started using it as a free marketing tool to get my patients into my office. So if you notice, social media is all about those one-to-one -one connections. I'm always talking about that on my podcast and my emails, everything I send out, you know, I talk about those one-to-one -one connections. So if you're on social media, you need to be social. That's what I started doing. I started being social. So right now, many of our businesses have been shut down. And if you haven't been shut down, it's likely that your business has slowed down quite a bit. You probably have patients um, you know, coming off your schedule, they don't want exposure to the coronavirus. Well, you can completely cut your marketing costs because social media is a free way to market your business. And when I started using social media to market my business, it's because I didn't have a marketing budget and I was in a place in my business where I had to make things work. So that's why I originally turned to social media. And let me tell you guys, I am so glad I did. I'm so glad I stuck it out because not only has it helped me build my business, but it also led me down so many different paths that I love. I've met new friends and colleagues. I've been invited to speak at many, many events. And all these opportunities end up making my business even stronger. So the question is, how do you grow a social media page that brings opportunities like this? So I usually like to break it down into some simple steps and today we're going to talk about four of them. So um, you guys need to talk about the pandemic. If 
we're going to actually get into this in a second. So let me hold off on that. Um, so four things is right now, you need to talk about the pandemic. You need to identify your ideal patient. One mistake I constantly see is trying to have too broad of an audience so that you don't miss out on anything, but most people want everyone to notice them, but this is the wrong way to think about it. And we're going to get into the details of that as well. I also want you guys to focus on building a brand and also being consistent. So let's go through each of these in detail. So <laughs> here's the truth. So you have to talk about the pandemic. If you don't, people are literally going to tone you out. It's all over the web and you can't ignore it. And as much as I'm tired of hearing about it and reading about it, part of me is still wanting updates. And I'm sure that as much as everyone's kind of tired of hearing about it, they want something, you know, light and fluffy in their day. When they see something about it, it's like a natural instinct to click on that or look at it or read the article or caption or whatever it is. So anything I see about it online just catches my attention immediately. And I'm sure it does for you as well. So you just cannot ignore what is going on. So there is a wide variety of ways that you can talk about it. It doesn't all have to be serious. You can be lighthearted about it, but if you have facts, then give facts. If you have tips, then give tips. So I saw this really cool hand washing video where someone was showing you how to wash your hands and they were wearing these gloves and they grabbed some black paint. I think it was paint. I don't know what it was, but um, they started washing their hands, showing the spots that are commonly missed when their hands are washed. So they were showing how to properly wash hands. And I thought it was a really cool way of showing it. Um, so you can do that. You could do something like that. You could talk about how you are practicing social distancing. Like for me, we just celebrated Persian New Year and we had to do it from a distance, even with family. So things like that or changes that you've made in your life to make sure that everyone is safe. Talk about spending extra time away from work. Maybe talk about your business. Talk about whether your business is closed. If you're only seeing emergencies, talk about all that kind of stuff and show that you care. Talk about why it's important to you to have your business closed. Or if your business isn't closed, talk about what you have done in your business to help protect your patients and your staff. So maybe you aren't scheduling people as often so that there's less people in the waiting area, or maybe just one person at a time in the waiting area. So what is it that you're doing? Share that. Um, basically show that you care. It's so important that you show you care, especially in healthcare. Our entire business is based off of people coming to our business, right? So our patients want to feel like we care. I can't tell you how many patients sent me messages thanking me for closing my office down because they were nervous to come in. They were so thankful that we actually cared about their safety. So I want you guys to show that you care, okay? Let's move on to talking about our ideal patient. So you guys really need to nail this down, nail this down who you are talking to, because without knowing who you're talking to and who you're trying to attract, all of your efforts are going to fall flat. Think about the patients you're currently seeing or patients that you want to attract. Think about who you are best meant to serve. Who do your skill sets help? You need to understand that you aren't going to be able to attract everyone and you shouldn't want to. It may feel effective in the beginning, but it's hard to sustain long-term growth with that method. Because if you're trying to talk to everybody, you are talking to nobody. I cannot stress this enough. 
When you talk to a specific person, that person is going to be drawn to you because it feels like your content was created for him or her, right? So let's say you're a bride and you're looking for a wedding photographer. Now, let's say you land on a page that has beautiful photos, but beautiful lifestyle photos. You're likely going to keep scrolling, but let's say you land on a page where all you see is wedding photos you will feel like that page was made for you. It's gonna catch your eye. You're gonna be much more interested in this type of content, right? The thing is, when you figure out who your ideal audience is, I want you to think about one specific person. So I want you to actually give this person a name. I want you to consider, first of all, if it's male or female, um, where does he or she live? What do they do? What kind of car do they drive? Where do they shop? I want you to get just really specific to know exactly how you're going to create your content. So you will be creating content for this one person. So when it comes time to post, you ask yourself, well, is my ideal patient going to like this? And if the answer is yes, then you post it. If the answer is no, then you don't. So even though you're creating content for that one person, you will still be attracting other people. So don't worry about that, but you, you want to focus on that one person. You want your content to feel tailor-made for that one person, person. So now we just need to dig a little bit deeper because we're dealing with a crisis. So you need to think about how your ideal patient is feeling right now and what they are thinking right now. Like, are they worried that there's going to be a recession? Are they worried that maybe they have a family member that could have severe complications if they're exposed to the virus? So, I mean, I think we're all kind of worried about that, but I want you to dig deep and really nail down how your ideal patient is feeling and what he or she is thinking right now. That is gonna be really important. So I know I've talked about the ideal patient a lot, but now it's changing in terms of your social media content because your ideal patient now has different fears. They have a set of new fears, new anxieties that you also need to overcome with your content. So you also want to consider if your ideal patient has his or, own, his or her own business, and if so, is it closed? Has it slowed down? And then you need to think about how it's going to affect what they need from you or what they want from you. So once you figure this out, then you need to create the content to meet him or her exactly where that person is at. Okay. Let's stay here for a sec. So if your ideal patient has a business that is closed and is suffering, you literally put it in your content. So you say things like, I know you your business is closed and you're worried about what the future may bring, but blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then go on. When you do things like that, your ideal patient is going to feel like your content was tailor-made for them. Right. And when someone feels like something is tailor-made, I'm going to keep saying this, they're going to be listening more. They're going to be more attracted to your content. Now let's talk about building a brand. Cause like I said earlier, when you're marketing yourself online, you're building a brand. Right now, you guys, is not the time for you to be selling. Right now is not the time to sell. Right now, you need to focus on building a brand. And when you do that, things sell on their own without you even trying to sell. And that's the beauty of it. Let's take a break for a second. I want to make sure you, you guys are all here listening, hearing everything okay. Let me see you guys in the comments. Make sure 
everyone's doing okay. So type in some comments. If you're here, give me a hi or a, you know, just anything. I want to make sure you guys are all here. Okay. I'm seeing some thumbs up. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Stay engaged with me. Okay. So I want to show you guys this. So here are three brands that you guys are probably all familiar with. So we've got Chanel, we've got Pepsi, and we've got Apple. So when you think about Chanel, what do you think of? You think of high-end products, right? I think of expensive luxury goods. It's a luxurious experience. Like when you go into a Chanel store, you feel like it's very high-end. They offer you champagne, you're offered a place to sit, they bring things to you. Even when you wanna pay, you don't have to go to a register to pay. They'll take your card, they'll bring you water, they bring things out to you. It's just like a luxurious experience, right? So you, you know that thinking about Chanel. Let's talk about Apple. Apple is just really cool, right? It's convenient. When you go into the Apple store, everything's really high tech. I think you can even ring things up on your phone through their, their app. I'm not sure, but I, I remember being able to do that at some point. Um, but they have all these cool contraptions for your laptop, your desktop, for your phone. And it's just a really fun experience. It's not the same as, let's say, walking into Best Buy and going to the computer section, right? It's like completely different. They've got the Genius Bar, and you just, I love the shopping experience there. I love Apple products. So these are all things that we, we feel and we instantly think about when we see brands, right? So let's talk about what a brand actually is. A brand is an experience. It's what somebody thinks and feels about your business. So when it comes to social media, as you're building your brand, you need to start thinking about how you want your potential patients to feel when they land on your page. So how do we create experiences on social media? You need to treat social media like a real life conversation, okay? When someone lands on your page, you need to treat it as if they are having a conversation with you. When you are having a real life conversation, you make people feel something about you. Humans have an intrinsic need to make connections with one another. That's why I say that when you're on social media, you're, making, you're, you're building a personal brand. We like to hang out in our tribes, right? So look at brands like Starbucks or Coffee Bean. They have literally created a place for friends to meet, a place to relax, read a book, catch up on an article, a place for students to study with friends. And no matter where you are in the world, they have created a comfortable living room type atmosphere, right? They have created an environment for people to connect. So treat your social media like a real life conversation. You need to create a similar type of space for your community to hang out and engage and create that type of connection that is so desired. And don't forget, people are on social media because they want to be social. So you need to create that space and make sure to be social as well, okay? So for your brand, who do you want to connect with? This comes from understanding who your ideal patient is, right? You want to think, you have to know what their fears are, what their pain points are, what they're struggling with. So how does your ideal patient feel before they discover you and how do you want them to feel after finding you? 
create content based on these topics and keep in mind what we're talked about when it comes to the pandemic. So you want to make sure that you're now incorporating the issues of the COVID-19 crisis into your brand. Okay. I want you to build a brand by showing people who you are, not what you do. So show your audience who you're, who you are during this time. I want you to be real. I want you to be vulnerable. I want you to talk to your audience about what's going on. And when it comes to your content creation, I really want you to remember this photo, okay? I want you to create most of your content as if you're sitting at a campfire. You want your content to be interesting. You want it to feel personable, right? So if we were all sitting at a campfire and I came in with this really boring content and without making it seem like I'm even a real person and it's just really boring, I would totally get kicked out of the campfire, right? Like you guys would not want to hear what I had to say if I was super boring, right? So think about how people are when they're at a campfire. They tell stories. They're interesting. So think of a campfire when you're creating your content and that is really going to help you create content that's engaging and interesting. So now I want to move on to another topic because none of this is going to work unless you're consistent. So we need to talk about consistency because it's so important. The way you will get anywhere with social media is with your consistency. It doesn't matter what strategies and what tactics I give you. It doesn't matter how much information I give you. If you're not consistent, you are not going to make it. Okay. So I have a free podcast called the social dentist. I have emails that go out each week. I have social media. I have guides all over the place that I have given you guys for free hashtag guides, brand building guides, the Instagram guide for healthcare professionals. I've got cheat sheets everywhere. Your ideal audience cheat sheet. I have all these things that I've supplied you guys with. I've given you guys these free tools to help, to help you really build your business. But none of that is going to work if you're not consistent. It's like if I told you, hey guys, I went to the gym twice last month and then I start complaining as to why I don't have a six pack, you guys would laugh at me, right? Like you can't be upset for the results you don't get with the work you don't do. So I want you guys to remember that and remember to be consistent, okay? So social media grows the fastest when you're consistent. And in order to get people to follow you and engage with you, and in order for you to have opportunities from the platform, you just have to be consistent. Consistent. You cannot expect to post 10 photos in one day and then disappear for two weeks and have any growth. Social media is about those one-to-one -one connections with people. So you guys, I keep saying it throughout this workshop and I want you guys to remember that. So if you aren't consistently showing up, people are not going to engage with you. They won't want to see what you're doing next. So if you, if you want a platform that grows, you need to show up almost every single day. I'll say six days a week, no matter what. And don't forget that social media is here for the long game, okay? It's going to make you stand out from a crowd, but over a long period of time. And that's what you want because once you are known for what you do and once your community trusts you, you will be able to grow a business if you have one. If you don't, you'll be able to grow your brand and get noticed by the big players in your industry and also be known as an expert in your field. 
And in order for you to grow a tribe of loyal followers, you have to go first and show your loyalty. So how do you do this? You do this by being consistent, okay? Consistency is gonna show your loyalty. So when you're consistently showing up for your community, your community is gonna to begin to trust you. And being consistent shows that you care. When you're willing to take time out of your busy schedule and be there for your followers, they will be willing to give you time out of their busy schedule as well. So consistency is key, you guys. I want you guys to be consistent. And I don't want you to get discouraged because I know that growth is slow. And I wanna talk to you guys about the fact that you do not need a lot of followers for your social platform to be successful for you. For those of you that don't know, I have a program called Grow With The Gram. It's a paid program. And I have many, 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 many members in there that have less than a thousand followers and they're killing it in their business because of it. And I have people with more than thousands of a few thousand followers that are also killing it. It just goes to show that you just need the right type of people. Even if you have like a hundred followers in there on your social media page, if you think about it, if all hundred of those people are interested in what you have to say, if all hundred of those people want to hear from you and they want to be a patient in your practice, you are going to be successful. Because it's not just those hundred people. Those hundred people also have a sibling. They have maybe a spouse. They have children. They have parents that they might refer to you. Okay. So I don't want you guys to focus on, oh, I only have a hundred followers. If I told you that a hundred, all those hundred people in 30 minutes, they're all showing up to your house and you need to feed them all and you need to entertain them all for the rest of the day. All of a sudden a hundred people is a lot, right? So I want you guys to not get discouraged and don't think that you're late in the game. Don't think that, oh, I don't have a lot of followers, okay? I want you to think about growth in different ways. So I don't want you to think of growth as in, oh, I want to grow and have, you know, by the end of the month, I want to have uh, a thousand new followers. One thing I want to tell you is that if you can't convert, let's say the hundred followers you have now, what makes you think that you're going to be able to convert a thousand followers? Nothing, right? So learn how to get those hundred followers engaged. Don't worry about the growth. Think of growth in terms of understanding your ideal patient. Think of growth in terms of connecting with your audience. Honestly, take advantage. If you have a smaller following, take advantage of that now. When you have a smaller following, you could start DMing everyone that's following. If you've got 25 people following you, Message every single one of those people and say, hey, thank you so much for your follow. Um, I just want to know what you're interested in seeing on my page. Hey, how's your day? I saw that you went to the beach with your family. Make sure to, you know, always put on sunscreen and blah, 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 or whatever it is. You know, talk to your, if you're a dermatologist, you could talk about the different types of sunscreen. Okay. By the way, if you guys are on here, can you make sure your microphone is muted? Because I'm hearing some background noise. Thank you. Okay. So I want you guys to think of growth in different ways and think of growth in yourself in terms of being consistent. So if you went from posting maybe once every other week and you know, within this time period of this time that we have off, you can grow and you can grow in a sense that you're now posting five or six days a week. Excellent. Think of growth in those ways. Don't, don't get so caught up in the numbers. So 
right now, since you have more time, I would recommend you sit down and do the ideal patient work, create the vision for your business and really, really batch your content. Okay. So that way each day you will have content that's already created and you won't have to get into the mindset of creating your content. You just get to show up and post it. It changes everything when you start to be consistent. And the reason you need to batch your content is because if you're trying to post every day in the moment, then it's not going to happen because maybe your baby may have trouble sleeping and maybe you get set back. Dinner may be running late and you may have forgotten about it. And when you remember it's too late, you're too tired. Life happens. I get it. That's why you need to batch your content. You can still post in real time if you want, but this way, when you're tired, things are running late or you don't feel like showing up and spending an hour creating your content, you already have it ready to go. And by the way, when you get into the creative zone, you're able to create content much more easily. So you'll be surprised. Like in one hour, you may be able to create two weeks worth of content. Whereas if you try to create it every day in the moment, it may take you an hour each day. So actually you save time by batching your content. And also when you batch your content, you get to make sure that your content flows better. It's more organized. It's more aligned with everything you're doing. It just comes out better. So right now, while you have the time, I would 100% recommend sitting down and batching your content. So let me talk to you about a few ways that you can do this because a lot of people send me messages and emails saying, well, how do I batch my content? Like, I don't know what to create content on. So I'm going to make it so simple for you. I want you to think about your 10 most commonly asked questions. Okay. So there, there were a lot of dentists in here I saw that came in, prosthodontists and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to give some dental examples. If you're not in dentistry, no problem. Make it whatever, make it your own. So 10 most commonly asked questions in the dental field. I'll use myself as an example. Does teeth whitening hurt? How long does teeth whitening last? How long do veneers last? How long will my crown last? What's the difference between a filling and an inlay? What's the difference between composite and, and um, porcelain? Uh, what's going to look, what's going to last longer? Composite, a composite filling or a porcelain inlay? So these are very common questions I get. Um, you know, whatever your field is, think of 10 of your most commonly asked questions and then answer them. And you can answer each one by story. So let's take a teeth whitening example. I can literally give like, a detailed fact, like this is how we do teeth whitening, right? This is what we do in the office. This is what we do if we make you trace to take home. And this is how you use it. And these are the results that you can expect to get, right? I can take that same teeth whitening concept and I can make a video showing it, okay? I can take that same teeth whitening concept and I could create a story out of it and say, I had a patient this morning who came in to get their teeth whitened. This patient was extremely nervous because they were worried about sensitivity. I used these products or this technique or this system, which really helps combat the sensitivity. She was extremely happy with her results and here they are. So there's so many different ways you could talk about the same thing, okay? So content creation for us, really when you think about it, should not be difficult. I know it's, it's like a mental thing that you guys are going to have to work through because out of all the people out there, we can have tremendous amount of content. 
Maybe getting the photos is a little bit more difficult. Maybe getting the videos is a little bit more difficult, whatever it is, but content itself, your captions, it should be fairly simple when you think about it this way. You guys already know a lot of what patients ask you in your business, right? You already know what their fears are, what their concerns are. And if you don't start asking or start listening to what your patients are saying and you, they'll come to you. Those frequently asked questions will come to you. So I want you guys to really think about those and answer those. So that's going to be my tip for you guys. So I am all done. We did it. We got through this training. I hope it was really helpful for you. I hope that it helps you understand a little bit more about how to navigate your social media during this time of this COVID-19 crisis. Um, and I want you guys to be very mindful of that when you're creating your content. Remember, right now is not the time to sell. Right now is not the time to be scaling. Right now is the time to build a brand. It's the time to sustain so that when we go back, we can thrive and then we can scale. Okay. So, oh, Savannah said that last slide was everything. You guys, I'm so glad. You are so welcome. Do you guys have any questions? I will be here for a short period of time. I want to see your guys' questions. Um, okay, so here we go. They're coming in. Thank you. Ask your questions in that chat box. So Jackie says, how do you feel about personal information or photos or just keep it professional? So here's my um, answer to that personal stuff does really well. Okay. So if you want to include personal information, I think that's fine. I have one personal post a week. Okay. Maybe about my family, about my daughter, about my dog, or just about me in general. I like to give people a little bit of insight into what I'm doing, but I would never share anything on a social platform that I wouldn't be, that I wouldn't share with a stranger on the airplane. So that's my rule. So if I'm going to share something with a stranger on an airplane, then I'm happy to post it on a social platform. Okay. But if I'm not comfortable sharing that, then I'm not going to share that with anybody on a social platform. So I hope that answers your question, Jackie. Let me know. Um, I think personal information is good, but kind of in a professional way. Like I also think that there should be a line in the sand where, you know, if you're out with your friends and let's say you've had one or too many cocktails. Um, I don't know if that's something that you would actually want your patients to see. If it is, great. I wouldn't, I don't really drink, but if I did, that's not something I would want my patients to see. So, you know, think about that. You, you can definitely keep it personal, but with a professional undertone. So I hope that helps. Um, let's see. So Ravi said... Can you talk more about how long your posts on social should be? More people typically like to see short posts versus long posts, but I see many people with large followings post pretty long content. Okay, love this question. I have a podcast on this. Um, so I would recommend you guys go to the Social Dentist podcast and look for that episode. It was more towards, I think I'm like 34 episodes in, and it was more towards the beginning, like probably within the first 10. Um, here's the thing about long captions. So here's, let me actually answer that a different way. Uh, first of all, you need to test out what works better for your audience, okay? Um, and what I found for my audience is long captions work better. And there's a few reasons 
Why? One, it gives them more content to read and it gives them more of a way to connect with you. So when you are posting on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, there's a huge barrier between you and that person you're posting for, right? You and your ideal patient, you've got a computer, a phone, you you're not in person talking to them. So to make it feel like you're connecting with them and feel like you're a person they're actually talking to, giving them more content gives them the ability to have more of a connection with you. Okay. So I like long posts. It also gets people to understand what you're really saying and also allows people to engage with you more. Because if let's just say that I took a before and after photo and I posted it and I said, love this before and after. Well, what are people going to respond to that? They might say, a few people might say me too. A few people might say, oh, it looks nice, but less people are going to respond as opposed to if I post that same before and after photo and I say, here's an example of what, whatever, um, teeth whitening can do for you. This person came in, they were very self-conscious about their teeth. They actually were inquiring about doing cosmetic dentist, dental treatments like composite veneers or porcelain veneers or whatever to change the color of their teeth. Instead, I recommended the patient start with a more conservative procedure, which is in-office teeth whitening, and the patient is so happy with the results that she no longer needs the teeth white, or she no longer wants any of the more invasive treatments. Here are some, here's some information about teeth whitening. It's one hour in the office. You can expect to see um, an improvement in the color of the teeth right away, and usually, you know, it's minimal or like little to no downtime. So that gives somebody more content to read. That gives them more to engage with. And at the end, you can ask a question, you know, like how, uh, have you ever considered whitening your teeth? You know, let me know in the comments below. That will be more intriguing for someone who's going to read your content. Also, you have to remember your ideal patient wants the information. So the long, yes, my husband does not read my long captions. My close friends probably don't read my captions. My family members probably don't read my captions, but they are not my ideal patient. Okay. Who's reading my long captions is my ideal patient. So remember that, but you have to test out and see what works for your audience. So try both and see what works better. Okay. Um, Moving on, I'm not sure who asked this, but someone said, do you use an app to batch content? And if so, which one? Um, I create all my content. I put it in an app called Planoly. So P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. I even have, <laughs> I have um, a, a podcast on this as well. So look that up. And I, I link to a video that I created on Planoly on YouTube as well. So you guys, that will be really helpful for you. So I do create my content and then I put it in an app and then I don't post, I don't push the post from the app onto any platform. I will actually just do it just to have it up there to see what it looks like, make sure it's organized. And then I will copy and paste my captions and the photo and I will like natively post it within each platform that will do better because what's happened is just an underlying thing. Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook 
and for Instagram has said, I don't like third party apps. So when you use a third party app, it's likely that your content will get less engagement. It will get seen less. He's created tools within his own platforms to help you batch your content. So that's what I would recommend. But yes, I do use Planoly to help me stay organized. Um, somebody said specific ideas for COVID-19 content for dentists. Yeah, I, I talked about some of that earlier on. I don't know when, um, I think it's Darlene. I'm not sure when you popped in, but um, I would definitely talk about what your office is doing. Um, I, basically, I want you to show that you care. So talk about what your office is doing for the crisis. How, when you open up, you know, how do you, how are you going to be protecting your patients? Maybe things like um, having less people in the waiting area, right? We're, we don't want lobbies that are filled. Pre-screening patients, um, making sure that they haven't had any flu-like symptoms or COVID-19-like symptoms when, before they even come into your office. Um, and then once they come in, immediately taking a temperature, making sure that they're like immediately getting them seated into a room and taking their temperature and maybe just doing a screening then too. Just things that will show that you care about the safety of your community and your patients. Talk about how your office is closed, how you can't wait to get back to treating patients. So that's what I want you guys to focus on. Okay. Um, Somebody said, Savannah said, do you think stock photos are worth using? I think if that's what's going to get you to get started, then start there. I used stock photos when I first started because I felt like I couldn't get photos. So stock photos help me. And if that's what's going to help you be consistent, then start there. But keep in your mind that you're going to get fancy later. Okay, so keep in your mind that... As time goes on, you're gonna to learn to take better photos with your phone. You don't need a fancy camera. It's great if you have one, excellent, but you don't need one, okay? You're gonna learn how to take better photos with your phone, with better lighting and all that stuff. And then you're gonna get fancy later. But if starting with stock photos is gonna be more helpful, then start there. Um, Pooja said, how to maintain a thin line between confidentiality of the patient at the same time and be able to use it in social media, it doesn't compromise the quality. Um, so that's something I actually go over that with um, my, in my grow with the gram program, but yeah, you do need to make sure you're HIPAA compliant. So I have all my patients sign a waiver that I can use their, you know, photos and videos and stuff. Um, and I recommend everyone does that. If your patients do not allow you to use their photos and videos, please do not use them. Okay. You can create content without using their photos and videos. Um, okay. So Gabriella said recommendations on certain apps that can help you batch your content. So I think you mean like organizing and stuff. Um, so like I said before, I, Planoly is a great one. Um, I have a podcast episode on that. So you guys should definitely look into that. Um, Dr. Needy, I'm not sure if I... Uh, said your name right, but thank you for joining. I'm so excited you're here. Um, so how often should you post in a week to start with? I recommend posting, honestly, I'm going to say six days a week. Um, if you can get content out six days a week, that's excellent. Here's why, because after 24 hours, the engagement on the platform dies. Okay. So you need to remind your audience and it seems like it might be a lot of work, but you guys will see when you batch your content, 
it's, it's so much easier. It just goes. Spend an hour, pick a day, pick some time this week within the next week and put an hour aside and say, I want no distractions. I'm not going to pick up my cell phone when it rings. I'm not going to turn on the TV. I'm going to make sure the kids are out of the house. I want to spend one full hour creating this content and see how much information you come up with. You would be surprised. Um, Pooja says, also, is it wise to mix the content created for educational purposes for dental students and for the general public? Yeah. I mean, but think about your, your ideal patient. So is your ideal patient a dental student or is your ideal patient someone in the general public? And then create your content that way. Um, okay. Someone said, I'm a social media manager of a fashion brand and we canceled our new collection and stopped selling on posts and stories. We are empathizing with people in this situation. However, how can we find this balance of promoting who we are and what we do during COVID-19? Okay. I love this. This is not in healthcare, but this, you guys use this example and run with it. So you can literally, <laughs> this is what I would do. Okay. It's COVID, you know, we're all staying home and yes, right now you're not going to be promoting and selling your products, but right now you're going to be building your brand, right? So let's say you, uh, here's something. Okay. First of all, I would talk about things like how you'll feel better if you actually get up in the morning and get ready for your day, right? Like if it's 4 p.m. and you're still in pajamas and haven't showered, you're not gonna feel that great about yourself that day. But if you get up in the morning, you shower, you get ready for your day, you're gonna feel better. So you can give tips like that, that's one thing. Second thing is, you're home, you don't wanna look like you're in pajamas all day, right? But you wanna be comfy. So here are things you, you probably have in your closet that will be cute, but also comfortable since we're self-isolating. So pull out different types of outfits and use them for showcasing things like that. Like seriously, jump on Instagram live. Oh, here's, um, here's a wrap that I have. You can wear it in three ways. It's really comfortable and also really cute to just wear around the house. Okay. So that's what I would do. Um, somebody said, do you believe in boosting and promoting your posts? I do not believe in pressing the boost button or promote button on an Instagram or Facebook um, post because that's not, that's not going to target your ideal patient. If you want to create an ad from a post that's doing well, I would do that instead. I hope that makes sense. Um, Mata said, it's very probable that the patients will not rush to the dentist right after this crisis is over. Money will be tight. How can we alleviate their financial fears when it comes to dental treatment post COVID-19 crisis? Great question. First of all, I do think that um, I don't think that this is going to destroy dentistry. I really don't. I know it's scary, unpredictable times right now, but in terms of dentistry and kind of all healthcare related things, we are an essential business. I know that right now we're only, you know, able to do very, very severe emergency treatments, but we are an essential business. People do need us. So how you combat that fear is talking about not delaying it. If you have a tooth that has a cavity in there, 
and it's small and you could fix it with just a filling, you know, obviously once I'm talking about when this pandemic has kind of dwindled down and we're not worried about it anymore. Okay. Not right now, but if you talk about, let's get that, let's fix that cavity when it's small. Otherwise it's going to turn into a possible root canal build up post with a crown. And why do that to a vital tooth when the cavity is small? So taking care of those types of fears for people and reminding them that it's important to have your hygiene. You've probably missed your hygiene appointment. If you were due in March, you probably missed it. So it's important to keep up with it because you don't want to get gum disease, right? So informing patients of how it's a necessity and it's not necessarily a luxury to have dentistry done. It's a necessity, okay? Obviously, there are elective treatments that patients may not be opting to um, have, but we want to talk about the things that are necessary. And also, I would talk about how you are updating the cleanliness of your office. Like, I love... The idea when I go, when we open our office again, I plan on not having anybody wait in the waiting area. I plan on cleaning the actual hallways of my office very frequently, um, cleaning in different ways. I actually got an email from my uh, supplier that said to pump your lines with a solution, a cleaning solution that's proven to kill COVID-19. So things like that you know, inform your patients that you are taking all precautions to make sure that they are safe. Okay. Um, let me read this one. If you're starting up a business, when would you start using social media to help grow your business during the startup time prior to officially opening? I love this question. Right now, you start right away. If you're thinking of opening a business, you don't already have one, you start now. Here's why. When you have a social following and people that are interested in what you have to offer. When you open up, you're going to have people that are able to be coming into your office for treatment, right? You're going to have a business that is now open versus being a business that is open for business where no one's coming in. So if you can already create a business that's now open, that's going to be all the difference for you. Okay. I hope that was helpful. Um, okay, Pooja said, makes sense. Thank you. You are so welcome. Um, let's see. This Instagram live idea with home outfits was amazing. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm glad it was helpful. I know it's not <laughs> healthcare related, but I am a girl. I love fashion, so anything to help. Um, and I'm glad that you joined us here. So how do you gather content for your post or your case? Do you read research or specific sites you visit? Um, I'm not sure. Let me, let me read this again. How do you gather content for your posts or your case? Do you read research? Or, I mean, you can definitely catch up on research if there's something new that's out there and you want to talk about it. Great. But no, I, I just talk about what I do in my business. I showcase what I do. Um, so that's how I, come up with content. I think about things that I do in my business. I think about questions that patients have about those things that I do. And then I answer those questions. Um, somebody said, can you talk, Kevin said, can you talk about your video setup? Um, yeah. So use a tripod. I use a tripod and I use my phone. 
to record things. So my Instagram TV videos, a lot of them, I just have a tripod and I use my phone. Um, my procedure videos, I use a tripod and my phone. I think a tripod is key. Um, you can hire a videographer if you want, but you don't have to. A tripod works great. Um, okay, so no more questions. I don't see any more questions. You guys are so welcome. If you guys have more questions, you can join my email list. I send out weekly emails. You just go to dryazin.com slash join. Um, let me put a link in here for you. Com slash join. So you guys can go there and you guys will be able to join my email list. I send out weekly emails. Make sure you guys listen to the podcast. It's called the social dentist podcast. I have tons of valuable info there. I have a coronavirus episode that aired last week, although that may be irrelevant now. And I also have um, one coming out hopefully on Tuesday about the coronavirus. So the only way you get those is if you're subscribed. All right, you guys take care and thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.